The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. Man, am I thrilled about our episode today. I have three guests. And these three guests wouldn't be possible if not for Twitter and for, uh, for Zoom. So I want to give a huge thank you to Anthony from Ireland, Dave from the UK, and Derek from Scotland. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for being here. Really appreciate it. Cheers, man. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having us, Ryan. Thank you. Absolutely. So now, folks, now I know this doesn't apply to our guests here, but if you are thinking of buying or selling a home in the Chicagoland area this year, you've got to visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com today or call or text Jeff directly at 630-254-4734. Jeff Cadwallader, if you do, tell him that the Bear Down Report sent you. He would appreciate it, and we sure would appreciate it. All right, so gentlemen, let's go around the horn, and let's start that off. So Derek, I'm actually going to start with you. Can you kind of tell us, first of all, where you're at and how you became a Bears fan? Because I think a lot of us are going to be really interested. You know, I grew up in the Chicagoland area. It was passed down uh, from my parents. Like, you are going to be a Bears fan. You have no choice. But Derek, you're in Scotland, so kind of walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, sure. So I've come from Glasgow. I've stayed in Glasgow all my life, despite maybe a year's traveling around Southeast Asia and Australia. But apart from that, I've stayed in Scotland all my life. I became a Bears fan in 1986 when I was in high school. Now that might sound like I've jumped aboard the Bears bandwagon, <laughs> but, I'd, but I'd say at the time that I get into the NFL, I mean, it was just the more the, the passion for the sport than anything. But um, at the time I get into it, I didn't even know, if I'm honest, if the Bears were actually Super Bowl champions. I just just happened to start watching the, um, our TV stations had like a weekly highlight show. And due to the Bears obviously being Super Bowl champions, they were on TV quite a lot. As well as that, they had just come back from playing in London in the first ever American Bowl against the Dallas Cowboys. So far... Maybe due to that, there was a bit of popularity within the UK that I was maybe riding on, but certainly not a bandwagon jumper. Regards to the team itself, just watching Walter Payton, the unbelievable defence and the antics of Jim McMahon in the fridge, I was just simply hooked right away. And when you're a fan, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I think that that's fantastic. You know, thinking about um, watching those guys from afar, you know, growing up in the house, like that was, those were, those were the guys that you talked about. Those were the guys that you see and to see them from afar, I can totally get the attraction of it. Sorry, Derek, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please continue. No, it's absolutely fine. So obviously coming from the UK, when you've not got live football every week, it was kind of difficult to follow. And probably a good example would be from 1988. And if you know your Bears history, um, we made the playoffs that year. And trying to follow the Bears in the playoffs in the UK was quite difficult. And I had to turn to the Armed Forces Radio Network. I mean, I'm not sure if that existed when you guys were around, but um, that's how I managed to you know, keep in touch with the playoffs. And if you know your Bears history, 1988, was the year of the fog bowl. So 
Imagine trying to listen to that game on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but you guys don't have any fog in Scotland whatsoever, so you guys don't know anything about <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, Dave, what about you? How did how did you get into Bears fandom, um, and 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 currently where are you at these days? Yeah, nice one. Thanks for having me on here. Nice to meet the guys as well. Um, Oh, very similar to Derek, um, early 80s in, in the UK, we literally had three channels. And then um, a bit like Anthony, I spoke to earlier, uh, Channel 4 came along and they were quite an innovative uh, television, um, television channel and they started launching NFL football. Uh, like Derek said, it was literally a weekly um, show and the Bears were all over it. They were all over it. They were big celebrities, even over here, your Paytons, your Fridge. It was marvellous and... Uh, and sometimes when you watch sport, um, unlike you, Ryan, who's born and bred in Chicago, we're not. So you've got to affiliate yourself to a team at some point. And when you're watching telly one night and something just catches you there, you know it's your team. And that's what happened to me with the Bears. I was watching them one night. I can't, I can't remember who they were playing. And it was fantastic. And I thought, that's the team for me. I love, oh man, I'm just, I'm getting amped up just listening to you guys. This is fantastic. We got to make sure that this is not the last time uh, the four of us are having a conversation. Um, Anthony, I want to hop over to you. Anthony in Ireland, tell me, same question. How did you get started into your Bears fandom? Yeah, again, exact same as the lads. And it's kind of a team, I suppose, across, across most Bears fans or most NFL fans. Um, I got into the NFL in, in the early 80s as well. In Ireland, I know, I know Dave said he had three channels. We only had two. Um, and and that's, how, that's how fortunate we were in Ireland. But uh, one of the channels would, would throw up NFL highlights. And it was just, it was, it was Peyton. It was Walter Peyton. It was just, he couldn't be stopped. He just was a freak of a human being. And, and, then, and then throw in the fact of that Fridge would score a touchdown to, to win the Super Bowl. I'm, I was seven or eight and... It was just like this is this is it like this is what I want to do. Do you know also what I liked? I liked the fact that Chicago was the kind of city that it was. That it wasn't your LA. It wasn't your wasn't your. Uh, and again, similar to what Dave said, it was that little bit of a little bit of an underground feeling to it, a little bit of a hard nosed feel to it. And the way the Bears played, all about defense, all about strong defense, all about aggression. Um, and and watching that growing up, I was like, yeah, absolutely hooked. I. It's going to come up probably later on when we get into the quarterback question because I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> I actually, I actually had no interest in cool quarterbacks. I just wanted to see someone get absolutely creamed, and the Bears did that. And the Bears were exactly my kind of team. They 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 personified exactly what I was looking for in an NFL team. And uh, once they're in the blood, you can't get rid of them. Then. Oh man, gentlemen, again, I'm, I'm getting amped up hearing about it. It's, it's a little bit refreshing considering the season that we had. Uh, now, just a, a question that just kind of popped in my head here. Did any of you guys get into rugby first and then you just kind of saw this? Because I know, you know, when we're talking about good defense, we're talking about Walter Payton running the ball. And I understand rugby is a totally different game, but I'm curious, you know, was it, was it, when I say soccer, you guys know I'm talking about football. Um, was there another sport that kind of hooked you guys first? I think it depends. I think it depends what school you go to. Um, yeah. You know, um, I'm originally from Hayes in Middlesex, which is a big working class area near Heathrow Airport. And it was all about, well, I'll say soccer, even though if I said it over here, I'll get 
<laughs> hung, drawn and quartered. But yeah, so yeah, so yeah, soccer's it's all about the soccer. Rugby, yeah. Um, but it's all about there's two types of rugby over here. You've got rugby union, uh, which has started today. As uh, Anthony's just filled me in earlier. And I'm not talking to Derek apparently, because uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you go north of the country, you've got rugby league, which is uh, an even more of a working class game. So there's a lot of a lot of sports out in this country, and I think it's difficult because rugby is, is not primarily the main sport of choice. It's normally your soccer and your, I suppose, some in the south cricket. Mm. I think yeah, in Ireland we're a little bit different because in Ireland we had two Irish sports. Uh, it's called the Gaelic Association, so it's hurling and Gaelic football. So we also would refer to football as soccer sometimes. So while Dave would get killed, I, I would just get a little bit pushed around. Um, <laughs> Gaelic, Gaelic football and hurling is just the bloodline of Irish of Irishness. It's it's actually a really cool game. Hurling, especially Gaelic football, not so much, but hurling is. If you've never seen hurling before, and I know this is a bear's conversation. It is something that's there, but it kind of goes back to what I said about the aggression side of things. Like everyone that plays hurling, you don't get paid. It's amateur. You do it for the love of the sport, and it's there's a there's a lot of aggression about it. There's a lot of physicality about it. There's a lot of enjoyment to that, which marries nicely into the NFL. I know they get paid a lot more. Don't get me wrong, but it does marry in that nicely, and I think. With the NFL and with the Bears particularly, it is an underground love. As in, you, you don't see many people walking around with NFL jerseys on around, around Cork or I live or, or many places in the UK as well. But you would see a lot of soccer jerseys or rugby jerseys or cricket or other jerseys. But there is a massive underground level to, to the NFL and underground support that you only really see when, when there's games on and social media. Anthony, would you just share really quick the story you were sharing before we got started about your, your best friend? Because I just, I find that fascinating. Yeah, best friend of mine uh, who I've known since I was seven, so that's a good 30 years ago. Um, only very recently did I find out that he was also hooked in the NFL. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's, actually a, he's actually a Kansas City fan, so he's only suddenly come out of the woodwork in the last year. What a surprise. But um, he was a big NFL fan. And we, I, I've known this guy, as I said, he's my best mate, but it's just, it just wasn't talked about. You talked about soccer, you talked about rugby, you talked about any other sport, but just for some reason, the NFL was never really discussed. Yeah. Derek, what about yourself? How did, was there another sport that kind of got you hooked or was it just, Hey, I, I watched the bears and that's it. A bit like Dave, really, um, as he said, it kind of really depends what part of the country you're from, what school you go to. I mean, when I was at high school, rugby wasn't even something that you got to choose as part of your physical education. So it's not something that ever really interested me. I maybe pay attention to the odd kind of game on TV, maybe if it's World Cup, or as Dave's just referred to about an hour ago, Scotland just beat England <laughs> on the TV. So, Congrats, Derek. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> as I say, it doesn't, it doesn't really mean anything to me, and it wasn't really worth watching, but I just thought I'd throw that in there since Dave mentioned it. In the first place. <laughs> You're only saying that, Derek, because I can't see you. <laughs> that, we're not even uh, 10, 15 minutes into this podcast, and we've already started the trash talking. That's how you know it's going to be a good one. All right, I knew so, they pick, pick on me. <laughs> I was going to say, nobody's even mentioned the Packers or the Lions, but... Um... <laughs> and now you did, and now we're getting frustrated. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen, I, I guess I'm curious, how do you now stay connected to the team? Derek, Derek I'm, I'm curious to you. I know, obviously, with all of us, we, we met on Twitter and Twitter has been it's an awesome place in which to to meet like minded Bears fans and, and throw some some stuff back and forth. Derek, I'm 
questioning, like, how do you, how do you stay connected to the team these days? These days, it's obviously a lot simpler than uh, to when I mentioned when I first started following it. I mean, it's mainly through Twitter, there's website, notifications from either. Um, the TV that we have in the UK, the amount of NFL shows that we have is, is phenomenal. And we've got the Good Morning Football every day. We've got PFT Live every day. We've, depending on what you subscribe to, we've got access to the NFL Network. You've got Game Pass as well. And then obviously you've got so many podcasts. If you've got enough time in your life and you don't have several children, then you can obviously listen to these things as well. But that's mainly my avenues and how I would listen to, obviously, and keep, keep up to date more than anything. Anthony, how about you? Yeah, it's the exact same. I think that NFL Game Pass is something that I that I think is brilliant. Uh, myself, that I, I follow and I, I watch every single game. I'm married to someone who doesn't understand NFL, doesn't get it. I, I'd be sitting talking to her saying, oh, Bears are on second and three. And she'd be like, what are you talking about? Why can't they kick the ball? That kind of conversation. So I, I kind of kind of go underground myself. So I, I do a lot of stuff on Twitter. I'd follow a lot of stuff online. And there's some really good podcasts out there. You guys being one of them. Um, I think there's a lot of good sources for information. As Derek said, there's a lot of, compared to when it was in the 80s and 90s, when you were just, you'd find out the score the next day rather than knowing it up, up to date now. And I think that uh, the fact that you're so far away, yet you feel that you're very close, um, that's what makes it even better. It makes it much more enjoyable even in the last couple of years. Absolutely. Dave, same question. What about yourself? Yeah, exactly the same as Derek and Anthony. Um, since the invention of this thing called the internet, it's absolutely amazing. Um, I've got my phone next to me here. You know, I'm connected to people on the phone. Um, I, I actually quite like the Chicago Bears official app. Um, mm, yeah. I, I think it's, and I think their marketing um, team are really good, especially when they promote like games. There's one particular image where uh, the Bears are in New Orleans and you've got all these grizzlies walking through the high street. Oh, it, and I, I love it. It gets the emotions going. Um, obviously, podcasts new thing to me for the last few few months. Um, I've got into them in a big way, and I get a lot of information from them. Um, I prefer podcasts like yourselves, where it's a bit more, um, a bit more banter, uh, a bit more lighthearted. Because I'm not necessarily one for statistics and, and 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 things like that. I like watching a good game, a bit like Anthony. I want to see a bit of bit of physicality. Um, so I'm not too worried about how many yards they run. But if I think they've had a great game. Um, and I'm, they're putting 100% effort in I'm happy with that um, yeah podcast Twitter I decided to set my own Twitter one up just to see how it went and I've been going I don't know a few months now I've got about 100 followers um, I like to use the word um, um, quantity rather over quality no quality over quantity absolutely so, so Dave I'm going to come right back to you with okay. this the 2020 Chicago Bears, and I say that, you say you're not a guy for stats. So I'm kind of curious, like, what are your just your overall thoughts, either with the way the season went or just how this offseason is going right now? Because, you know, I, I got to pay big compliments to all three of you guys. You know, you, you, you never know, like, how a, a, a fan is going to be 
somewhere you know outside of outside of Chicagoland. And I think you guys have said it really well: is that you know the internet allows you to stay connected. And you guys, you know your stuff. You guys are diehard, and I am I'm really really impressed. And not that you guys need my approval in any way, shape, or form. Um, that you guys are any less Bears fans because you're not from the Chicagoland area. But I just I need to let you guys know as I'm watching your stuff on Twitter, you guys are really up to date on what's going on, and it, you guys are all three very fun follows to have so so dave i'm kind of curious just overall thoughts on the 2020 chicago bears well we got off to such a fantastic start you know we had even though there were tight victories um i know we beat the lions giants falcons bucks fantastic close games some of them we didn't necessarily deserve to win but i thought we got off to a great start can i can i can i challenge you on that I, yeah, I heard, I, Ryan, I heard you talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was walking my kid and I was, I nearly, I nearly had a, you, you claimed the Lions game, game one was the best game of the season. The Lions should have won the game. Their, their, their running back drops a pass that my 15 month old child should have caught. Right? But did you jump and, with joy? And, did you jump with joy? <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, yes. But was <laughs> the Falcons. And my wife is looking at me thinking, what is wrong with you? But for me, for me, we are, everyone's saying we're 8-8, eight eight, we're 8-8. Eight eight. We're a 5-11 and 11 team this season. We're a 5-11 and 11 team. And that gets everyone in a lot more trouble than, than that's there. Um, that's the only chance we're doing to start, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Dave, but that's, it's just no, something that's always been no, you about the start of the year that... We did it with the Falcons. We did it with the Giants a little bit. We did it with uh, definitely with the Lions in the first game of the season. I, I just, I just think we we kind of give those the, the five and one was a very fake five and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think the word I'm looking for is a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, the first game, I was jumping for joy like a lunatic man. I had twenty pound on the game, and uh, when it and. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things you think, come on, get in there. And then um, when he dropped it, mate, I went mad. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, and, and what you said earlier, though, Ryan, does mean a lot, actually, coming from a, an American guy. Obviously, it's your sport. It's one of your pastimes. And uh, it's nice that um, the Brits and, and obviously my colleagues around the UK, um, you know, it's appreciated to mean that. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm a little bit in your guys' shoes, but with Australian football. Uh, yeah. One of my good friends, we, we, we were under the assumption that COVID was going to cancel all American sports. And so we looked and Australia was up and running. And so we said, hey, let's, let's jump on the Australian football wagon, which is actually a little segue here to one of our upcoming podcasts will be Kevin Olefsky and I are going to try to convince people to watch Australian rules football. Um, and so I think I, I have a little bit of a sense of what you guys are going through that you're able to stay connected through social media and watching the games online and all of that stuff. You know, I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning sometimes to watch some of these games. Derek, I want to get your thoughts uh, on the 2020 Chicago Bears. Any general thoughts that you have that maybe haven't been discussed thus far? How long have you got? (laughs) (laughs) It's a podcast, man. We don't have a limit. Let's go. Let's hear it. I mean, trying to answer the questions in this section without expletives is going to be tough, but... A lot of anger, a lot of frustration. Play calling by Nagy was an absolute joke. The offensive line and its lack of protection, especially yeah. from especially from Charles Leno. Every time I mention his name, 
I think of, I don't know if you've actually seen the kind of, it's like a GIF, it's about the length of a GIF. It's a video footage of a security guard patting someone down outside a football stadium. Yes. Every time I see that, I just think yeah. of Charles Leno and he's tackling. So, Man. and then you've got... Keep, keep, it roll, keep it rolling, Derek. Man, you got some good stuff. Keep it rolling, oh, I've please. got more, I've got more. Um, <laughs> regards to the defense, I mean... We have got an absolutely solid defence, but so many players just didn't step up. I mean, just to single out one player, Eddie Jackson. 100%. I don't know what was up. I don't know what was up with him. I don't know if he was just kind of he had too many like thousand dollar bills in his in his pocket that he couldn't run that fast due, due to signing his fourteen million pound contract. But start of the season, start of the season as well. We obviously lost a big name in Eddie Goldman. And then regards to losing Tyreek, losing Tyreek Comas, he was pretty yeah, huge as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Because that kind of that kind of opens up the run game as well, and even helps Mitch in regards to the play action pass. So I think that limited that as well. But just speaking about Mitch, I think I'm a big Mitch fan, whether you like it or not. Um, I think he got pulled too early, in my opinion. He was on a very short leash. And he was on a very even shorter leash with the Chicago Bears fans. As soon as that first pass was incomplete, a calling for his name. And you've only got to, I suppose you can't really compare Mitch Trubisky with Tom Brady in the one sentence. But if you look at Tom Brady this year, he started off really badly. He had so many bad games. And now when you get to about week 12, He's managed to figure that team out and now look what he's done, taking his team through to the Super Bowl. I think if Trubisky had been given that time, who knows what would have happened. I also, think, I also think as well, so, sorry Ryan, I also think you, you hit the nail on the head as well about the loss of Cohen because yeah. if I see again on a third and seven a back, or a back pass to, to Cordell Patterson to try and get <laughs> us a first down, if I see that again, the play calling is just... And I'd even yep. go further. It was very interesting in the famous press conference that they're speaking about culture. And my God, the culture of the Bears was awful this year. I mean, you've got, you've got Wims, you've got Miller, you've got guys, and I'm delighted, Derek, you mentioned DJ. I think Jackson's been a disgrace. Um, yeah. I think he's got his money and he's just gone, thanks very much. Like people exactly. slag Quinn off, and I agree, Quinn has not had a good season. But what's Eddie Jackson done? Nothing. Yeah. Um, Fuller, who I massively rate, doesn't leave his corner, doesn't do anything else. It's like, I'm doing this, that's my job. I get paid for my job and I go home. And, and the defense gets a lot of praise, rightly, in the first six, seven, eight, nine games because the offense was so bad. But, and I, again, I, I, I prefer to see Mitch than I would my other quarterback friend, who I'm not even going to mention his name because I don't know why he's still at the Bears. Um, I really do think that. Mitch was a little bit hard done by. Yep, I agree. It, it's interesting that you guys say that. We were lucky enough to have uh, New England Patriots tight end Matt Lacoste on the team who sat the season out, uh, had a new a newborn uh, son, his very first son, and with COVID said he's going to sit out. Uh, he's a local kid, so we got an opportunity to, to speak with him. And one of the first things that he said about the Chicago Bears was, people need to ease up a little bit on Mitch Trubisky. He is now the Bears' all-time completion percentage leader 
for the for the team. That that's over a hundred years of, of passers, right? And now that could be said in a lot of different ways. Chicago quarterbacks <laughs> have not been fantastic, um, but I, Derek, I'm I'm very much inclined to agree with you that if they can't get, since we are talking about quarterbacks here, it, you know, if they can't somehow some way get Deshaun Watson, which more than likely is not going to happen. I really don't see a lot of better options, financially speaking, than Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Dave, Anthony, I'm kind of curious. What do you guys think about that? I thought I, I agree with Derek. He was or, or Anthony, sorry, um, I can't remember what game it was where he was pulled so early. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's difficult to say what quarterback we could get. My biggest fear on the quarterback is that this becomes Nagy and Pace last chance saloon. This is their chance to hit for the defences. And I just fear that they're going to give the world away for one season of glory. And I just don't think it's just a quarterback problem for us. I think there's a lot of other areas we need to plug in. Carson Wentz's contract, whether you think he's a good player or not, Carson Wentz's contract is bonkers. Um, there's nothing else really out there outside of Watson. But even Watson is a 22, 23 year when he will make the productivity for the Bears, not next year. It's hard because you, you build around the quarterback position. But, but to your point, Anthony, which I think is so well made, that contract for Carson Wentz, if you come in, you, you have to renegotiate it right away because there's no way that you can afford it and to keep any of your, your big defensive players. Derek, is there, is there another quarterback that you might like to see that isn't named Mitch Trubisky or Deshaun Watson? If Mitch wasn't my guy in Chicago, I don't think it would matter who you get in because that offensive line is not going to protect them. And with the conservative garbage play calls that are coming in at the minute, it's not going to make a difference. You need... I, I was a big Matt Nagy fan. In 2018, you know, obviously everybody loves your head coach when it's going well, but aside from that, just the whole locker room it was like you know the whole boom all that in the locker room after the game i loved that that was amazing <laughs> but and i'm not suddenly just hating the guy because you know the team are starting to lose games it's a lot more than that but it's more to do with the play calling and it was good to see that he get the play calling taken away from him for a certain point and then he <laughs> just started to get back involved again a coach that starts his very first play with the T formation that's in our fight song. I mean, you're big, big fan 2018. It's hard not to like the guy, but Derek, I mean, I, I have blasted him left and right for his play calling. The thing that I have thought about, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this is Matt Nagy is a collector of plays. He's not a play caller. You know, mm -hmm. he, he, he can come up, he can draw up a play that, that could work, but when he's putting a series together, it just doesn't work. Dave, what about you? What, do you, what are your thoughts on, on Matt Nagy? I think he's a bit scripted. I think he's got his set plays that he likes. Um, when you see some coaches, they go for the moment. Um, I don't know enough about play calling because obviously I've never done it myself. So um, I'd be interested to know what the American media actually think of him. Yeah, very much. Anthony, what about yourself? Yeah, I think that's very similar to, to what Dave just said there. My biggest issue with Nagy is that I'd say during the week, him and his coaches will sit there and draw up these amazing plays and they'll have 10, 15, 20 plays that they'll have already decided in. And it's almost like he says, on the third down, we do this. On the second down, we do that. And on the fourth down, we do this. 
And that's it. There's no look at it. The example you give that's different, if you look at it, the Chiefs, now I know they've got Mahomes, I know they've got all that, but the Chiefs on a fourth down, when Mahomes wasn't fit, I can't remember who it was in the playoff game, the Browns, and they had a fourth down that everyone thought they were just going to punt, and they snuck it out, snuck it out to a cone, not to cone, to um, Hill, out the side, got the first down game over. Nagy's not calling that. Absolutely no way on earth Nagy's calling that. Now, I know it's Andy Reid, and I know it's the Chiefs. I appreciate that. But it's not even in his, his mindset. It's almost like if plan A doesn't work, we'll just pause and we'll go back to plan A. And that is my biggest problem with Nagy. It doesn't work, hasn't worked for two years, and I would worry about 2021. Well, Anthony, since you brought it up, I'm coming right back to you. What are you hoping for this offseason? 2021 Chicago Bears, you know, we understand the cap situation is a little bit rough. Uh, and so what are some of the things that you're kind of hoping for this, this upcoming season? On a positive, I want to see the rookies kind of kick on again. So that's Komet, that's Johnson, that's my favorite Santos kicker. I want to see him kick every goal again. And there's just those kind of things I want to see from the Bears. I want to see progression. I want to see us actually improving. I think we have a chance in our in our uh, conference, I think with the Packers not going to be anywhere near the, the plays they, or players they can have. The Lions in, in, and Lions being the Lions and the Vikings not yet up to speed. I think the Bears do have a chance. We just need to get back to absolute basics. We need to run the ball. We need to make sure our O-line looks good. We need to give Monty enough ball that he gets space and goes into that. I don't want to see a ball going back to Patterson to try and get a fourth down ever again if that's all that happens next year i consider that a success well said my friend well said man i i'm i'm not even gonna gonna go over that because i just i'm just gonna applaud you bravo dave i want to hear your thoughts 2021 what are you hoping for this this offseason for the chicago bears well straight away next season man get some fans back in the stadium <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we that, that's one thing that always comes across on the tv the passion um loss Oh, two seasons ago, my brother was at Soldier Field and he was live WhatsApping me, the atmosphere. And uh, oh, it sent shivers down my spine. Um, obviously, we've already touched on it already. Uh, the coach sorting out uh, the quarterback situation. That needs to be resolved. Um, you look on Twitter, they reckon it's going to be resolved in the next few days, but I'm still on the fence about that one. Um, I'd like to see a decent winning streak. You know, some of those games at the beginning of last season, too close to call, but I'd like to see us go, go in hard and get a few nice, decent wins behind us and build up the confidence. And I think, and I really believe, a playoff position is a minimum requirement. Absolute minimum. Absolutely. Derek, I know we, we, we may have stole your thunder just a little bit, <laughs> um, but I am curious, is, is there anything left to, to say about that you're really looking forward to in this 2021 uh, Chicago Bears? Yeah, I mean... It's obviously quite a lot to look forward to. The question would be easy to answer if we knew what was going to happen in the coming months, that's for sure. I've said already, Mitch is my guy. I've got my Mitch-tinted shades on, and I, I hope he will still be there for the 2021 season. If we kind of take it away from the, the football pitch for a minute and talk about the McCaskies and Ted Phillips, I don't even know anymore what their actual purpose is apart from taking money from the fans and not to listen to a single word that they say. Uh, regards to Ryan Pace, I'm going to, I think Ryan Pace 
is, is a good general manager all round. If you think about, so I'm going to give him some credit. You think about the team, the, the defence more than anything when he arrived and how it looks now. You know, it's, it's chalk and cheese. It's a completely solid unit now. So I've obviously got optimism for that. And with regards to the new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, who's obviously been at the Bears for so many years, I've got optimism about him as well. The fact that he was Vic Fangio's right-hand man for four years. So I'm hoping that's going to go and rub off on him. Fair enough, he's not really handled Eddie Jackson well in the last year, but I think as we spoke about that, that's due to all the money that's been in his pockets. But regards to pace, if I had to choose and say whether I want him to stay, I think you probably know, obviously you know yourselves, Eric B. Enemy, why is nobody hiring this guy? And if it's a colour thing, you know, the Bears have had a coloured coach before, so it's not going to be a, an issue for them. I would love to see that guy in Chicago, without a doubt, and I would certainly give him a chance. On a positive note, if that wasn't positive already, regards to what Anthony's mentioned, the rookies this year, fantastic. I'm sitting here rocking my Cole Komet jersey even though you can't see it. And again, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Johnson, how the future looks great for they two as well. And another guy who we've not seen yet, and I'm curious to see how good he is, Riley Ridley. Looking forward to seeing if he's still around next year. We'll see what happens with him. But yeah, I'm optimistic and looking forward to next year for sure. And also as well, I can't, I can't believe I've gone this long without mentioning Roquan Smith's name. Uh, I swear to God, if we trade him, it's just my my little bit of faith I'd have in Pace would just fall apart. Uh, Ryan Pace is a very good GM if he doesn't have to do anything with a quarterback. If he doesn't have a first-round draft pick, he's a great GM. Look at the second-rounders, third-rounders, fourth-rounders. Keep going. Uh, even undrafted free agents like Mustafa, where did he come from? Um, that's what Pace is really good at. Um, but as Derek rightly said, he can't do an offense, he can't do a quarterback, and he doesn't really get first rounders. I know, Ron Quan, I appreciate that, but he doesn't really get first rounders, right? Um, and and then what I find strange is the relationship between Pace and Maggie, because Pace gets Cole Komet in. Cole Komet doesn't catch a ball for four, five, six games. It's all going to Jimmy Graham. And then suddenly it flips the other way around and it all goes to Cole. It's just a bit weird. I think I think Derek's hundred percent right. Dave said as well. I think we need to get our rookies next year on the ball all the time. Darnell Mooney has to be our our wide receiver too if A Rob is still around, um, and we have to get more of those guys on the ball. And we have to get they they deserve it. They really do. Yeah, I'm, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I've, I made a note a couple of days ago on players that caught my eye, and uh, Derek and Anthony have said all of them: Montgomery, Mooney, Smith, Kmet. And obviously Santos, come on! What a great, what a great lot about guys they are. It's amazing, and um, yeah, I can't add any more to that. What the guys have already said. I love Carlos Santos. I love him. I know that's not his name. I love Carlos Santos. <laughs> We've got a kicker at last. It's finally um, since since Robbie um, Gold was gone. This is the guy, and he needs to have a contract immediately. Lifetime, lifetime <laughs> for as long as he wants. All he has to do is kick the ball straight, and he, I love him. That's all I can say. 
Anthony, I got to come after you just a little bit, though. When you say Sam Mustafer, where did he come from? He's a member of, was a member of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So you would think, right, that the, the Irish connection, the incredibly yeah, <laughs> non-existent that, Irish connection. Let's, yeah, let's, let's really want to get on the road with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. So, gentlemen, I want to, I want to switch gears here. Uh, I want to talk about uh, something that's been breached, that's been talked about for, for a while, and I'm sure this is not your first time being asked about this, an NFL team in London. How you guys think that would work? Um, you know, Anthony, I'm curious uh, how much easier it would be for you to hop over to London as opposed to flying over to Chicago. Um, Dave, I'd, I'd actually like to start with you on this one. What do you think? You know, we're, so we're looking at it's 13 seasons now that the, an NFL game has been played at Wembley. Um, you know, in 2020, they were actually planning on having two games at Wembley and then two at Tottenham Hotspur and then one in Mexico City. Uh, what do you kind of think how, how that would be uh, received in the UK? Uh, a, a team in London, uh, it'd be an absolute, a massive big deal over here. Um, Wembley, Tottenham, it'd be full, absolutely full to capacity. The only, my only personal opinion is the team that would come over here would be somebody's second team because we've all got loyalties to our own, our own team. Obviously, us, us guys here, if the Bears are in town, we'd be behind the Bears. But um, oh, it'd be huge. Uh, revenue, revenue would be massive. The marketing machine from the NFL will be pushing it hard over here. Um, obviously, they've introduced baseball over here as well. Uh, uh, the London Stadium, full to capacity. Um, the passion of the England fans. Arguably, there's plenty of Americans that go to these games. Um, but blimey, you go to Wembley. Um, English fans. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, left, I left that go, man. I left that go. I was wondering how long yeah, it would take yeah, Derek yeah, to jump yeah. all over that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, and, um, and, it, and the atmosphere is fantastic. And what I like, you can walk around. Everyone's wearing different shirts. Um, you might give someone a, a bit of a dirty stare if they're wearing a Packers shirt. But that's, that's, that's a, bit of a, a bit of rivalry there. But generally, the, the vibe is fantastic. And at Wembley, I don't know if you guys have been, but they have a massive fan zone. And you've got the cheerleaders, the barbecues, the Budweiser's flying. It's fantastic. It'd be a big deal. Derek, what about you? Yeah, I've, I've been quite fortunate enough. I've got a really accommodating wife. And I've, <laughs> I've had a season ticket since the London games have started. And I've managed to go to... I've travelled down from Glasgow and went to all 28 games. Okay. I, did, um, I did have tickets for the games that obviously get cancelled last year as well. But the support over here is unreal. I'm not sure. I think there's a lot of vague fans in America who don't actually realise the passion and the knowledge that the fans over here have. And it's not until they come over to the London Games and experience that, they're like, wow, can't believe it. It's like, wow, you actually support Chicago Bears and you stay in Scotland. And it's like, yeah, like hello. Yeah, but honestly, it's, that's, that's the one thing I would say. In regards to Dave, um, I've this is where I would maybe slightly disagree regards to the actual team over here. Um, I've always said that I don't want a London franchise. And my main reason for that is I'd be scared if it falls in its backside. You know, these novelty games are great. Yeah, we're selling out every single game, which is fantastic. But as Dave says, if we get a franchise team over here, I'm not going to give supporting, giving up supporting the Chicago Bears and everybody else won't give up supporting their team. 
So who's going to support this team? And when you bring out, you'll know yourself, Ryan, when a new franchise starts out, that team needs time to grow. And how these teams start to grow is the teams go out into the communities and the schools and they start brainwashing these kids at an early age. Would the NFL have the patience and the time for a team like that over in the UK? Um, and I'm just, that's the reason why I wouldn't be a fan of it because I don't want to see it collapse and then all of a sudden they take away all the London games altogether. So regards to that, that'd be, yeah, that's my opinion on it. But we're all entitled to one, so there we go. <laughs> Absolutely. Anthony, what about yourself? Yeah, I'm a mixture of, of Dave and a mixture of Derek. I, I, I would agree. My instinct would, would agree with Derek that I think I'd be terrified that it would fall on its ass. Um, also, for the exact reason that Dave said, is that it doesn't matter who the team, what the team's name is, that they come over into, into London and it'll be the, whatever they're called, London Raiders. And that team will not have its fan base. And again, to Derek's point, they would have to go into the community. What you've got to remember about London is they've got so many teams so many big Premier League soccer teams, so many big rugby teams, so many big cricket teams. The support base of American football is based on the team you support. So we would support the Bears, but somebody else would support Chiefs or Raiders or whoever it is. And it would take way too long for the NFL to do that. Also, you've got to remember the travel restriction on it. So suddenly you've got teams having to fly into London. Look what happened to Bears last year when we played against Oakland. It kind of impacted us uh, for a couple of games afterwards. The novelty factor, 100%. I think the idea of having a couple more games over here, I would be all for that. I would even say there is a potential for a Super Bowl in London. Really is. I think there's a, there's a real potential for playoff games, championship games in London. And this 100% agree with what Dave and Derek said about the passion for NFL in Ireland and the UK. I don't think I've seen sport fans as passionate about any specific sport as I have in the UK and Ireland. It's just phenomenal no matter where you go, no matter what the sport is. I think the NFL can tap into that market rather than try and send a team over to try and jump into the market. If I could add to that as well, I mean, we keep mentioning London. That's the thing that kind of, it's a bugbear about me. You want it to be a British team, but they're only ever going to be based in London. You've got the fan base in Germany is absolutely yeah. massive. So it is, and I think if there was a team over here, they would want them to travel. And it's great. Yeah, you could, you could play a game in Scotland, you could play a game in Wales, they've got the stadiums, but yeah, yeah. Ins inside the stadiums, you've, only, you've got to look at the Tottenham Stadium where they've been given a 10-year contract by the NFL and the new Tottenham Stadium, the changing rooms have been made and accommodated you know, for the NFL. Mm. Whereas if they were to play somewhere else, they wouldn't have that. So that's the reason why I wouldn't see them kind of moving it around. And just in regards to what Anthony said as well, the logistics of the schedule um, there's a lot of very, I could see it working. There's a lot of very clever people in the NFL, for example, whether you've noticed or, or not. Like teams, say for example, it's like the Raiders that are coming to London. They'll make them play the week before on the East Coast so that they're halfway there. And that kind of, you know, combats the battle. And then obviously going home, they'll get the week off. So I don't think the logistics would be an issue. But... Um, I'm not a fan of them being called, called the London whatever. No, I, I, sort of, I sort of agree with you. Um, what Ryan might not, might not know is that Wembley is the home of British football, British soccer, uh, well, English in particular. Um, and when Wembley Stadium was being rebuilt, 
the England football team went on to, they played at Manchester Old Trafford, they played at St. James's yeah. Park, I think the stadium alight, and the crowds that that drew, and, it, and it, the logistics for local people go to see the England team play. I don't know, I, but I also I agree the Tottenham Stadium has been built with NFL in mind, um, and I don't, I don't know if you guys have been to Tottenham, it's not a particularly good stadium to get to. Um, and I'd like to see it on the road, but it's always going to be London. And uh, I feel for my, yeah. my, you know, my, my, my fellow fans, you know, it should be a move around the country. Um, yeah. Oh, so, gentlemen, I'm curious. The, the last thing before we get into uh, our favorite segment is, you know, watching games like a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. What is that like for you, you guys over there? Anthony, I want to start with you. Um, on my Twitter handle, you'll see underneath what I say. All I say is, I hate Monday night football. <laughs> and I just do. Because it means that the game starts at 17 minutes past one. That's another thing. I don't understand why the kickoff time's a weird time. It goes right through till around four o'clock in the morning. And then I have to get up with my child at seven, half seven, eight o'clock and go to work. Now, if the Bears win, it's brilliant. But when um, we miss important kicks in last minutes and lose games it makes the next day quite difficult to go to work, etc. I just find football that side interesting. On the flip side, when the kickoff is six o'clock or nine o'clock, it just is perfect time. I put kids to bed. I'm able to watch, get a beer out, and my wife can watch whatever she wants to watch, and I go on to NFL Game Pass and just relax myself. And that's that's what I kind of do with, with games and that days. Dave, what about you? Um, because I do shift work, I'm pretty flexible, really, um, unless I'm on an early. Um, I tend to, um, I had a garage conversion a few years ago, so it's now called the TV room. And uh, me and my boy come in here most Sundays. We've got the laptop on one screen. We've got uh, Sky on the other screen. We're sort of like, um, it's like a, a central communication centre of all sport coming in. <laughs> and um, and like I said, the wife and the daughter in there watching Love Island or um, the Car Shardians, <laughs> whatever you call it. So everyone's happy. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. Um, I also watch a lot of baseball, so they go on to sillier clocks, especially if you're watching a team from the uh, West Coast. Um, so American sport, yeah, it's difficult, but we, we, we can handle it. Yeah, I've adjusted for many years. I'm kind of used to it now. Um, with regards to the Super Bowl being tomorrow night, obviously, I've got mixed emotions about that for many reasons. One being, obviously, it's the end of the NFL season, but it's, obviously the, it's also the end of my holidays. I actually... Um, I accumulate my holidays and I don't basically, so when, apart from my normal days off, I don't take another holiday until September and I basically take more or less every Sunday night or, you know, Monday morning off, um, depending on what the Bears schedule is, the Tuesdays. Uh, thankfully, I don't work a, a Thursday or a Friday, so I've obviously got that covered. So, but yeah, a lot of my holidays are kind of based around the NFL, so I'm quite fortunate that way. So... Yeah. You guys are die hard. I just, from, from Bears fans in the States, I just want to just high fives and hugs and just fist bumping all over the place. Gentlemen, I, I mean this sincerely, quite sincerely. If you guys ever make it over to Chicago, I am absolutely buying the first round. Um, and, and we are going to have a blast when you guys make it over this way. All right. I was supposed to go last year due to COVID. It's not happening. I'm supposed to go this year but I'm not optimistic already. 
Well, Derek, if it, if it happens, I, I mean it. I am we'll definitely <laughs> buying the first round. All right. Yeah, we'll so, see how it goes. <laughs> so, so, gentlemen, I know you guys have heard the podcast before. You guys knew this was coming. And I am so excited to hear your unpopular opinion. Now, keep in mind, gentlemen, this does not have to be about the NFL. It can be, uh, but it can be really about anything that you guys want. So, Dave, I'm going to come to you first. Then I'm going to go Derek. I'm going to finish up with Anthony. So, Dave, what is your unpopular opinion? Uh, this has not gone down well in my house tonight. Domino's Pizza. Two for Tuesday meal deal. I don't know if you guys have it in America, but man, they promote half-price pizzas every Tuesday. But the time my kids have a pizza each, then they get the chicken, then they get the garlic bread, then they get the salads, then they get the coleslaw. This cheap meal deal is now turned into $60, man. <laughs> when, when, I know, when I know I can go to the supermarket, buy a half-decent pizza for £5. It costs me a fortune every Tuesday. So now, Dave, I'm curious. Have you been to the States and had deep dish before? I had pizza. But not deep dish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like I said, when you, when you finally get over here, deep dish and – no, man, the, the bill's racking up, but it's okay. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we go to Portillo's as well. Oh, you know, man. You, you go to Portillo's as well. You I've heard know. so much about this Portillo's place. Oh, man, gentlemen, there is so much good food in Chicago. Expect to gain a little bit of, around the waistline when you guys exit out of here. <laughs> All right, Dave, thank you so much. All right, so Derek, I got to ask, what is your unpopular opinion? Well, I was going to go with the Bears one and see if Chicago Bears Twitter was a general manager. It would be the worst GM in the entire league. But since we're on food, <laughs> let's just talk about that. <laughs> so... Being in the States many times and sampling the breakfasts, the the bacon in Europe <laughs> is far more superior to the bacon in the US. Uh, Obviously, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please, please finish it up. <laughs> Obviously, everybody's used to their own, you know, but um, I like to be able to cut a nice slice of bacon and put it on my fork with maybe a bit of sausage or a black pudding and then dip it in a nice runny yolk. But with American bacon, that stuff, it's, it's so fatty, it's so crispy. When you cut through it with a knife, half of it basically breaks into a million pieces and falls onto the floor. And whatever's left in your plate is then drowned in syrup. So it's not for me, thanks. <laughs> okay, so Derek, just so you know, not all of us eat like that, except for my father, who will be listening to this podcast, and he hates when I make fun of him, but he likes bacon that is basically lit on fire, so burnt, <laughs> it's black. It's, I, 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 that's not the way that I do it. I told you guys, uh, my wife and I honeymooned over in the UK, and we had what, you know, the traditional English breakfast. You guys do it better. I, I'm, English I'm, I'm breakfast. Gonna, I, I know, I know. We didn't have a Scottish <laughs> breakfast too. That's twice now, man. That's twice. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> all right. Breakfast for sure. All right. And Anthony, not to leave you out of this one, what is your unpopular opinion? I was going between two, right? So I'm going to go one. And I, I, yeah, fantasy football. I don't get that. Why would you support somebody else why do you want somebody else to score a touchdown against your team? Why do you want... Um, okay, I should have said this as well. I never refer to the team that playing Green Bay by their name. So I call them them. And I call the guy that's throwing the ball for them, him. Why would you want him or any of them <laughs> to be on your team? 
Why would you want him or them to do well? That's my own personal thing on fantasy football. Don't get it. Don't like it. No way. You can only pick three Bears players. Why would you bother? The so, other one. So hold up, Anthony, really quick, just to that. Okay. So um, one, you're going to get an invite this next season to join a fantasy football league. And you're going to see how much fun it is. Games that you would never care about watching. All of a sudden you go, if that guy catches a touchdown, like I win. And you're talking, you're talking money. So you're going to get an invite to the fantasy football league. And the second thing is, if you read most of my articles on beardownreport.com, you will see that I almost always refer to it as the team up north and not the green. Bay Packers. All right, let's hear it. Number two, what is it, my friend? Number two is going on food, and it's onions. Why put them on burgers? Just simple. Why put them on burgers? Because they're fantastic, man. They they ruin a burger. So I go to every space I go. My wife is so embarrassed of me because I go to every good meat place, and I go, can I get a burger? Oh, can you put the onions? Hold, Hold the onions. I don't want onions on it. Oh, do you want me to put it on the side? No, I don't want. What about the saute? No, don't want any onions. Why would you put onions on burgers? All right. <laughs> Gentlemen, I, I mean this sincerely. This cannot be the last time we have you guys in the Bear Down Report podcast. I'm hoping that all three of you would be willing to come back, um, you know, especially as, as season gets started uh, next, next year round. Before we let you guys go, we're wondering if there are any shout outs that you would like to give. I'm going to go, uh, Anthony, I'm going to go right back to you. Is there a shout out, somebody you'd like to, that may be listening to the podcast at some point you'd like to say hello to? Pretty much to every kind of Bears fan who follow me on Twitter or who's connected with me on Twitter. Also to the guys as well, to, to Dave and Derek and to yourself, Ryan, for, for putting this together. Um, I think it's a real community. I think the Chicago Bears fans are, are unique and there's a there's a uniqueness on it. Um, you can follow me on, on Cork City Bears fan if you wanted to, but it's, it's just cool. I just love it on a Sunday. I think Derek hit the nail on the head as well. I'm going to massively miss it. I'm going to massively miss it um, from, from Sunday onwards. And I look forward to starting again whenever that season starts again, hopefully there'll be fans in the stadium. Hopefully we'll, we'll all have vaccines, but that's, that's what I want to say. Derek, what about yourself? Any shout outs, people you'd like to say hello to? Yeah, we're starting off with Anthony and Dave, obviously for obviously coming up tonight. Um, shout out to Stuart, who sadly never made it. Um, again, just anyone who follows me on Twitter as well. Hello to yourselves. If you listen to this podcast, um, a shout out to my kids who I had to put to bed slightly earlier. They were wondering what was going on. So hello to Emma and hello to Scott. And I can't now not mention it, thanks to Anthony. I'd like to say hello to my fantasy football league colleagues. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love fantasy football. I've been a league commissioner now for 17 years. It's a massive passion of mine. I don't know. Feel free to we pop on. Talk, we, have to, we have to talk about this afterwards, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Same with DM. Beforehand, you should... Um, I'm, I was actually fortunate enough to be my fantasy champion with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> as my quarterback. <laughs> How many years you been a Bears fan? Oh, Derek! Eric, I, I, thought, I, I thought we were cool, man. I don't, I don't know. I, know I, just had to, I had to ruin it at the end. But see when... See when <laughs> the, guy, the guy was just hanging there like low-hanging fruit in the ninth round. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take him. And, well, look, look what happens. But, I mean, he did get benched. And, uh, obviously, when the Bears played the Packers, he got benched for Mitch Trubisky. So, don't worry about that. But, <laughs> a 
if I can end just with what Anthony's saying, um, feel free to pop on and, and have a look at my pinned tweet and you'll see how obsessed I am with fantasy football. Due to the, obviously this year in COVID, we couldn't get to present our trophy uh, to one another. So I decided to get mine presented to me with, by my own kids with a ticker tape parade. So feel free to have a look. It's, it's, Very cool. <laughs> you'll never get that 40 seconds of your life back just for the record. <laughs> And Dave, what about yourself? Any shout-outs that you'd like to give? Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, meeting Anthony and Derek and obviously yourself tonight, it's been fantastic. It's been good banter. Uh, it's been, I've really enjoyed it. I was a bit nervous, to be honest with you. I've never done a podcast before. Um, a shout-out to my son. Every Sunday, me and him watch football together, and it's a good father-son bonding, watching the sport together. Can't beat it, really. Me and him sit here, have a cold beer. Um, it's a nice atmosphere. Um, I did promise my mate at work, he's a big Eagles fan, I'll give him a shout-out. George? I tell I, I didn't want to name him, but I will. So he's going to listen <laughs> to this. Um, but apart from that, mate, um, when we come over, it's going to be a big round. Just before you start, just yeah, before yeah. You, because, because both Dave and Derek have done it, I can hear my wife screaming at me in my head. So hello, Theo. Love you, loves, my man. <laughs> um, so, so folks, uh, you got to follow these guys on Twitter and obviously we're going to have you guys back. This was too good of a conversation to not have you back. Just a couple things that are upcoming. Uh, Kevin Olefsky, uh, our Vikings guy and our around the NFL guy and I are going to be trying to convince all of you to be listening and watching to Australian football. We have tight end Matt Lacoste from the New England Patriots coming back to break down the Bears tight ends. Folks, that's something I'm really, really excited about and a podcast that will be coming up later this week as you're listening to this one it'll probably come up pretty quick uh we're going to be looking at the off season both jack Wright and i there will be some arguing it'll be a good time folks for all of you that are listening right now we just say thank you so much for listening to the bear down report podcast for reading any of the content on beardownreport.com and anything you can share we appreciate more than you know uh please follow any of us on twitter we love talking with bears fans anytime that we can and for all of you out there bear down <laughs>